Hi everyone, welcome back to the If Nothing Else podcast. Today we are talking about knowing God. We're going to look at two Greek words for the word know. We're going to look at some verses and talk about what it means to intimately know God, what his heart is for us, what it means to have this deep relationship with him, this deep love with him, and how to love him with everything in you. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, let's get started. So today's episode, we are going to start by taking a look at two different Greek words for the word to know. And we're going to look at some scripture that include those words. So let's get started with our first Greek word. This is eido, which means to be aware, behold, consider, or perceive. It's E-I-D-O. It is often used as seeing that becomes unknowing. So this is a knowledge that comes through experience or perception. It implies a more immediate or intuitive understanding. So John 10, 4 through 5 says, When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So these two words for know include this Edo Greek word, which means a seeing that becomes a knowing, this perceiving, this knowledge that be- comes through this perception or recognizing or experience. So sheep have an ability to distinguish between the voice of their own shepherd and others. The sheep would hear the shepherd's voice calling out their names as he guided and trained them. They would even be taught to respond to different calls that protect them from dangers or lead them to good pastures or water. So sheep know their shepherd's unique voice as well as they're able to differentiate their voice from others. And they know this because of the time spent being trained and raised up and listening to their shepherd's call. So they've built up this trust. This is that knowledge that has come through experience and perception. It's more of this intuitive knowledge or understanding. And this in itself is such a good truth. If Jesus were to go before you, would you recognize him? Would you follow him? Would you know his voice? Would you be able to distinguish his voice from others? How well would you be able to recognize him? So this is a good truth in itself, but I want to use this Greek word to contrast the one that we are about to talk about because they both mean or are translated in in English to know, but they have totally different meanings. So let's take this a step further. In this very same passage in Luke 10, we see the word know again. However, it's a different Greek word, which is important to note the change in the meaning of the word to know. So this second word is gnosko, it's G-I-N-O-S-K-O, which means to come to know, to recognize, or perceive. It's often used as properly to know, especially through personal experience or a firsthand acquaintance. It's often used to note sexual intimacy. So this word is a deep personal understanding or knowledge or relationship. 
So John 10, 14 through 15 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And in verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So this is a different knowing than the first knowing that we talked about. It's not just recognizing him. It's a much deeper knowing. This is that intimacy with God. It's that personal experience with God and that firsthand experience with him. To take it even further, imagine how much Jesus knows the Father and how much the Father knows Jesus. As part of the one triune God, I would imagine that they know each other pretty well. Jesus relates his knowing of us and our knowing of him to the Father. When he says, I am the good shepherd, I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. This is definitely a very deep knowing. As good as the first translation of the word knowing is, I want to know as well as this. I want that intimate knowledge and personal relationship, not just the intuitive understanding and recognition. Now, here are some other verses that use the same word, know. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's Matthew 7, 23. This verse uses the word know, meaning intimate knowledge from personal experience. It's not simply a knowledge through perception. Jesus is saying he never intimately knew them. Now, these people that he's talking about, they might have performed miracles. They might have prophesied. They might have prayed out loud. They might have gone to church. They might have gone to the temple. It might have looked like they knew Jesus on the outside. But what Jesus is saying here is that I never intimately knew you. It wasn't personal. It wasn't an intimate relationship with God on the inside. So it's this different word for no. It's not this just on the outside, this recognition, oh, you're a Christian, oh, you believe in Jesus. It's this intimate knowing, this gnosko Greek word for no. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, this verse is so cool when trying to understand the difference between these two Greek words for the word know. So this version of the word know here is gnosko. It's the intimate knowing. So obviously Jesus, he knew about sin. He, knew, he knows what sin is. That's why he came and died for the sins of the world. So it wouldn't have made sense to use the first word for know that he knew of sin, that he recognized sin, that he perceived it. He knew because he saw it. Instead, they intentionally used the word gnosko, which is Jesus didn't intimately know sin. When you put it into the context of the Greek word, we see that Jesus, it says that Jesus didn't have any personal experience or dealing with sin. Obviously, he knew about sin. He could see it. That's why he came, but he didn't have an intimate, deep, personal dealing with sin. So let's take this a step further. 
um, and look at a new truth about the word no. So 1 John 2, 3 through 6 says, And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So this verse also here is using the intimate version of the word know. It's saying that if we intimately know him, then we keep his commandments. If we keep his word, then the love of God is in us and we are in him. So this obviously is talking more about the intimacy side of it. We are in him. The love of God is in us. It's deeper. It's this communion. It's this intimacy. But here, something that's interesting to know is we see this relationship between knowing him and keeping his commandments. So verse three says, and by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. And verse four says, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So if we know him, then we keep his commandments. If we don't keep his commandments, we don't intimately know him. And what do we know about his commandments? Here's one example of what we know. It's found in Matthew 22, 37 through 29. And it says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So putting these two verses together, we see a relationship between knowing God and keeping his commandments, right? But the second relationship that we see is keeping his commandments means loving God. So there's a relationship between knowing God and loving God with everything in you. The verse says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and with all of your mind. Your heart, soul, and mind is your entire being. It's everything in you is loving the Lord. So do you see this relationship? If you know God, you keep his commandments, which keeping his commandments means that you love God with everything in you. What a cool truth. And I want to propose to you, what if this intimate knowing God is not just knowing of him, but it's this intimate knowing God? And what if it's as simple as every ounce of you loving him? Just this reckless loving him, no matter what the cost is, but just being in one mind, one heart, and just fully staring at him and just saying, I love you with everything in me. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I love you. What if it's as simple as getting to know his heart and letting him get to know yours? What if it's as simple as walking in this deeper level of communion with him, not just knowing of him, doing these miracles, going to church, praying before your meals, but it's a deeper level of communion with him. 
I want to challenge you, seek after this deep, intimate knowing. Seek after this relationship. Seek after loving him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. Seek after loving him with everything in you. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. To stay updated, follow at If Nothing Else Podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to spend time in God's presence today. I am praying for all of you. Bye, guys.